Nothing Club podcast. We got the three of us. G'day. Good day. Good day from Tooth and Claw Podcast. <laughs> that's that's our wildlife biologist, Wes Larson. Yep. And then me. we got our producer, Mike Smith. Hey. And last and least, we got Jeff Larson, Wes's brother. There's heaps of us here. And we're heaps doing... Heaps is my favorite thing Australian people say. Oh, yeah? I heaps. like... <laughs> 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 Interesting start to the episode. I like uh Brecky. Brecky. Brecky's good. Yeah. I like that one actually a lot. We're uh we're in Australia. <laughs> live from Australia. Here we are live. We're I'm glad we're not live after that start. <laughs> yeah, we're on a little trip here in Australia. We're in Cairns. Feels like we're on a boat, but we're not. No. We but I am rocking, rocking pretty hard. I scubaed for the first time. I told them it was like my Fifth time, <laughs> just to try to get him to let me go by myself. Oh, but really? I had to link arms, but yeah, saw an, an octopus, saw introductory some dive for Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Me and Mike also went. We're certified. We went together. Saw a few sharks. Right. I saw two species today. Yeah, we had a great time. I want to go by myself until I saw how hot my diver guy was. He was. He yeah, was. Ours was yeah. pretty hot. Really? Yeah. Pedro. Pedro. Oh yeah. yeah. He's dreamy. He had a dreamy smile. We saw some squids. We saw lots of little fishies. We saw... Nemo. Wes kept pointing at this worm. Yeah. <laughs> they were, I don't know what that means. We, oh, the nudibranchs. Yeah, the nudibranchs. Yeah. We saw lots of cool nudibranchs. It was funny with the... point at a lot. <laughs> with the octopus, so we are like supposed to point anything cool out we saw. And I saw the octopus and I started pointing at it. And like right when everyone looked, it hid under a rock and changed the color of the sand. So like no one could tell what I was pointing at and they just <laughs> thought I was an idiot. That's pretty funny. That's great. Yeah, I kept grabbing Mike's like fin and like pulling on him <laughs> aggressively and he'd be like, what? And then I'd just point at the tiniest little nudibranch. <laughs> and Mike's eyes would just like yeah. narrow and then swim away. No, I, I just have a good time. If I'm under the water, I don't care if I don't see anything. Yeah. I'm just happy to it was be great. scuba diving. And it was yeah. so pretty out there today and just good vibes. That'd be scary to uh, not see anything. Literally not. Yeah, like when Squidward's in like the alternate and dimension like 30 feet underwater just can't see a just single white. thing you're just right a yeah sheet of empty you wouldn't care exactly. i would probably like you'd go insane yeah you'd be like oh what's this all about yeah uh, anyway it's probably what i'd be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's talk real quick about you know we've been here what like four or five days we've mostly been in Cairns, but if you're saying it the Australian way, it's cans. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've had a few Ran fun... into a toothy. Ran Sid- into a toothy. Oh, Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. yeah. We've had some fun animal experiences. So let's just really quick say your favorite thing so far. I think we still have like our heavy hitters ahead of us. We still got cassowary ahead of us. Hopefully great white sharks. Koalas. Uh, my friend. Yeah. Koalas. My friend Seb is going to take us looking for snakes. So I think we still are like ramping up to our best wildlife but so far what's your favorite wildlife from this trip mine is the west pointed out this little blue bird uh fairy Ooh, yeah the superb fairy wren superb fairy wren and i so <laughs> it was i superb <laughs> this is yeah superb yeah. i just liked how excited west got about it so i was like <laughs> I guess I should be excited about this too. Uh, yeah. It was just, it was a really cute little bird. It was a wren. Wren are just cute to begin with. Yeah. And then this one has like bright blue and black markings on its head. I w- I got stoked. I yeah. was like very excited. Right. You were like doing heel clicks. Yeah, pretty much. Jeff, what's yours? You go because I want to shout out a few if you didn't get okay. it. Okay. My favorite, I think, honestly, have been seeing the big flying foxes around Cairns. Mm. So they have I need a to see one closer. pretty robust population here of spectacled flying fox, which are a big fruit-eating bat, and they're just massive. Like They're like the size of a hawk, like a big hawk, and you see them. Big hawk is kind of hard to say fast. <laughs> you see them flying around town, and then I found a tree where they roost, and yesterday I went and watched them move around the tree and eat fruit and took some fun photos of them, and... 
I think for me, like for whatever reason, that one just really. I went, I've seen lots of cool birds and stuff, but that really did it for me. I they went and cool. looked at the tree for like thirty minutes and didn't see any yeah. today. But <laughs> Wes has got an eye for that. Yeah, yeah, next time I'll go with you. Well, at least you can identify when a tree is real and when it's not. Yeah, like you, me. <laughs> you were like, "Is that tree real?" It just looked like five other trees right by it. Uh, or like we'll be driving, you'll say, "Hey, you see that tree?" I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it have to well i don't know it'd be the black tip reef shark i saw because that was like the white tip white tip reef shark i saw because that was like such a cool spot i have a great video i took really good video and then i was really excited about the octopus i've been wanting to see one of those but i also want to shout out the wallaby yeah we saw wallaby yesterday those were cool and i haven't seen it in the wild yet, so it doesn't count, but I saw a koala really close, and it might even go up in my rankings now. They, I just love them. They're already pretty high. Too. They those, might be like four or five. Man, those wallabies were insanely fast. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe how fast it was. Especially, imagine if they ran like humans. Yeah. They'd be so fast. Yeah. You All know? right. Because so, like, if we sack race, we're way slower, and that's, that's the way they run. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think in a sack it would still struggle, but that's ha- like yeah, they two legs hop. at once, right? I, mm. They would be fast at a sack race. Yeah, you're probably right. I, right. <laughs> All right. Who's your favorite? This one's specifically for Mike. Well, no, I think I'm just gonna <laughs> open it up know to how the table. To Mike. So we stayed in this little boutique hotel our first night, and we checked in, and there was just kind of like a f- probably like fifty something year old woman, pretty nondescript, that checked us in. <laughs> Maybe 60-something. I don't know. Nah, that's no, too late. Okay, 50-something. Yeah. and 50. Uh, Maybe. Mike fell deeply in love 45 with her. I'll, would be the youngest. Her name is Linda. She's the woman of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> funny because we were walking around and we were all like, man, there's just like a lot of good looking people in Australia. <laughs> and Mike was just like, I'm crushing pretty hard on Linda. And I was like, Linda the concierge? <laughs> I kind of got it, though. She had like yeah. a little vibe with her. I right. Don't know. Okay. She's very pleasant, but like extremely efficient. Yeah. Like yeah. no wasted words. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. All right. That's my kind of person. Yeah. She was very helpful and really pretty. I think she was ex- extremely I'm pretty. I'm not saying she wasn't. I'm sure. not here to judge no. anyone by their looks. I just, I thought that it was an interesting person to, so number, to gravitate toward after such a short interview. Number one, Linda, so far. I, is I probably, felt the gravity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you felt him the, being pulled in. The number two was the chef at, on our boat today, right? The French. Chef woman, also, she's in charge of our food. Fell in love with her. 40s, Pedro, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, not Pedro. Pedro. Yeah, uh, and then the hair lady at the airport. I I have a big thing with um, <laughs> developing like 24 hour crushes when yeah. I'm traveling. It's like one the, of my favorite things. We sat down in the airport, and Mike's like, "Look at that hair over there. It's outrageous. Like, a woman with like very big hair." And he's like, "I think I'm in love." Man, she is awesome. So any anyone out there that's trying to seduce Mike, just either be very normal. <laughs> And just do your job efficiently <laughs> or have like some big hair and you're set. Maybe Mike just right. needs to get out a little bit. Yes. Well, that could be it. He's <laughs> yeah. like a human woman. Uh, all right. I have another question. Your favorite new candy you've eaten so far in Australia? Kit Kat caramel. So good. Jeff loving those Kit Kat caramels. Giant Skittles. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Mike today just pulls out a bag of giant Skittles and they are giant. Yeah. They're like the Three size times. of like. A lemon basketball. Uh, yeah. they're quite like <laughs> that'd be cool. A basketball for like, yeah, maybe like lizards. They're great, like stronger <laughs> flavor. Oh, there goes a big old flying fox right by our window. It just flew by. Did you didn't see it? I saw the. I saw it, but not okay. like clearly. All right, and then finally, your favorite dish at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Bloomin' onion. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I love the commercials though. Welcome to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> I wonder That's why they, about how he does We've been it. in Australia yeah. for like five days and none of us can do an Australian yeah, I'm not even going to try it. The Outback guy can't do no. it. I wonder why they don't just hire an Australian guy, but whatever. It's probably like an actor's guild or something. All right. I'm going with a uh, little like brown bread with butter. Oh, yeah, those are good. I love oh, the brown bread. Yeah, it's really Brown good. bread is... Yeah, it's good. I, Although I tend I, to prefer white bread to brown bread. Kind of pissed they don't have them here. 
Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh. Yeah. It's like they have an guy. Outback Jacks down the road. This is such a if lie. If it was here, they'd just yeah. call it Steakhouse. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I, um, a little while ago, me and my friends, and also me and Jesse, like, started just, so I think I was the common denominator, going to, like, those types of restaurants, like Chili's, Outback, Applebee's. And after each one, I was like, I never have to eat here again. And Outback, I remember that very vividly, like, Oh, I think this is my last time eating at Outback. Mm. Anyway. You have an elevated palate. I don't think so. It just made me feel kind of sick. You're fancy like. That's how most famous people are. I am not famous, but I am fancy. Like Applebee's on a date night. I literally just ate a handful of M&M's before this, and that'll probably be my dinner. Okay, well, because we're in Australia, because we're really feeling the Australian vibes, we owe everyone a news episode. But what we decided to do is kind of do a shortened version of our news episode. We're just going to do stories from Australia, recent stories from Australia. And then we're going to do some listener questions, and that's going to be it. We're going to enjoy our vacation after that. So I'll start. I'm going to start with the real sad one, because sometimes we end with the sad ones, and then we're just kind of bummed the rest of the episode. Yeah, let's do a crescendo. start with the sad one. This happened on December 28th, the end of last year. Okay, at least I got Christmas. Yeah. Actually, that's probably true. This family probably feels that way. Kai Cowley was surfing on Ethel Beach in Innes National Park on the York Peninsula of Southern Australia. It's a 15-year-old kid. He's already a really accomplished surfer. He's a really good surfer. He competes. He's really, really good. But on the 28th, he wasn't surfing for a competition or practicing for an event or doing anything fancy. He was just catching some casual waves with his dad during a little family vacation. Tim Phillip, a local surfer in the area, was standing on some cliffs watching the waves when he heard Kai's dad frantically yelling to his son and saw Kai struggling to swim back to his dad in the water. He knew something was really wrong, so Tim actually grabbed a stranger's surfboard and paddled out in the waves toward Kai. And when he got to this teenager who was absolutely terrified, he immediately realized what had happened because a nearly 13-foot great white shark was circling the two. Afraid that the shark would rush back in and attack both of them, he felt like he had to let go of Kai, but then when he did that, the shark actually turned and swam out to sea. So Tim then grabbed Kai again and swam with him into shore and brought him to this group of concerned onlookers, uh, including Kai's dad and his family. When they pulled him up onto the beach, his leg had been completely bitten off. Holy cow. Uh, and he was losing blood fast. His artery had been severed. It wasn't pinched or anything, so blood was just going everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, this beach that they were at was a bit hard to access, so it sounds like by the time the paramedics got there, he had already died. No, man. Yeah. Uh, so he died on the beach surrounded by his family. He was like a, a growing talent in the Australian surfing community. Some people say that he was maybe the best up-and-coming surfer under 18. In January, hundreds of people gathered on a beach to say goodbye to him. And from everything I read, he just seems like the best kid. Truly, everyone that talked about him was just like, he was so kind, he was so nice, and he was just like so talented, and that he lived more in his 15 years than most people do in their entire lives, which Mm. I think is a really beautiful thing, that at least he lived to the fullest and wasn't just like sitting on a couch his whole 15 years, you know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. There's not. It, you know, live your life however you want. You know, but that like, felt like a shot. It's at not me, a shot. Yeah. I feel like. Okay. It's me. not. <laughs> um, but he, he lived his life and he lived it the way he wanted to. And no, I think that's I'm great. I'm just messing with you. Um, and there's obviously some privilege that comes with that. But I think, you know, anyway, it's, I thought it was beautiful, but we've yeah. ruined it now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, a little bit about like why this happened. This actually isn't an area where great whites are that common, but. um. It had been really murky water. There had been some storms that had blown through. And we've talked about this before. Great white sharks are ambush predators. So they like to sneak up on prey, often rushing up directly underneath and attacking prey. And so any conditions that make it more favorable for them to ambush are great for them. So like if there's murky water, if, the, if it's darker, if it's you know morning or evening, uh, anything like that gives the shark a bit of an edge when it's going to attack a seal or something that has all sorts of senses to see when they're coming. So that's kind of the general consensus that maybe it brought a shark into this area was just the murkiness. But really, this was just unlucky, you know? Yeah. Like, he didn't right. do anything wrong. He was out surfing in a place where people surf. There wasn't like a dead whale or like a bunch of like fishermen throwing dead things in the water or anything. It just 
was just really unlucky. And it's just part of the risk you take when you go into the ocean. And obviously our hearts go out to his family because it's a really tragic one. Yeah. Tooth and Claw is brought to you by ShipStation. As a consumer of goods, but also a producer of goods, um, Mike is shaking his head behind me just for that start. I'm guaranteeing that. But one of the things I've learned is shipping speed is extremely important. You know, we're learning as we go. And without ShipStation, we've had some items that have taken a while to ship. And we've probably lost some business because of it. Shipping quick and easy is important. With ShipStation, the dashboard is incredibly easy to manage orders. And what I really loved is that it has a free trial with a quick setup. So you don't really have to commit to things before you start paying for it, which, you know, that's how I am in life. I'm bad at committing. I had one girlfriend for like eight hours once. So, you know, I don't commit. And ShipStation didn't make me. And that's what I needed. What's also great is there's effortless integration everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Walmart, Shopify, and more. But you know what? You've already heard Wes tell you all this stuff a bunch of times, a lot more boring than I am. So let's just get to it. Use promo code TOOTH, all caps, today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code TOOTH. Anyway, just so everyone knows, all of mine today are shark related because Australia's had a pretty crazy month for shark attacks. But Mike and Jeff have some other stuff. So who wants to go next? Mike, you go. Okay. Wes, you go again. Then me. Then you again. Okay. You have three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So I also have a story that took place late last year. I know usually we try to keep these within the past month or so, but I felt, you know, as we're in Australia, cheating a little bit is allowed. Because Australia and everybody. I didn't even know you had a girlfriend. Notorious cheaters. (laughs) That's not what I'm trying to say. But, um, oh, you wanted because you assumed the hotel concierge had a husband. Right. Yeah. I was just hoping that cheating was a thing that, you know, they were okay with doing. (laughs) Um, so this. Europeans love cheating and these guys are from Europe, right? Kinda. Yeah. Aside from the average, Aboriginal people. I mean, if Americans are from Europe. Yeah, but we don't love cheating as much as. Europeans do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk to Bill Belichick. Yeah, <laughs> cheater, Bill. big cheater. Oh, big time. Oh yeah, the yeah. Spygate. Yeah, deflating footballs. Ooh. Oh, cheating! You're talking about football. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jim Harbaugh, he cheated at Mi- <laughs> Ma- yeah, uh, Michigan. Is Belichick the foot fetish guy? No, no that's no, Rex. That's Rex. Ryan. Rex Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I think he was faithful though. Good for him. He only liked his wife's feet. That's fine. Okay, so this is a hot girl walk. That's what the title of this one is. Okay. So I got this from a bunch of different sources, uh, most of it coming from news.com.au. That's the Australia domain. KU. Yeah, we got it. Okay. (laughs) So last December, an Aussie influencer named Miss Jade was out on her, quote, hot girl walk. Mm. And as she was filming a close-up on her face, a magpie swooped in, pecked her right on the eyeball. Oh, yeah. I put that on our story. Did you? Good. Yeah. You Uh, see it. Yeah, yeah, people, so, listeners were not very happy that I just, like, some bird oh, really? phobia listeners mm, were just like, yeah. that was too much. Right. <laughs> but I, <laughs> really? you know, no apologies. Interesting. It's a crazy video. Yeah, so she went on to claim it was, like, one of the most traumatic things that's ever happened to her, because she herself is a, uh, what's a bird, bird phobia? Not sure. Some kind of ornithophobia. Orn- ornith- I yeah. don't know. Oh, there's a flying fuck. Oh, yeah. And she didn't even fully realize what had happened to her until she played the video back in like super that's slow just motion. A fox with wings, and uh, that you just saw. Yeah, that's all it was was a fox flying. Sorry, keep going. I don't <laughs> think you need to look up what foxes look like. Just again keep going. Quick. So um, again, she she had to slow down the video to see. Like I'm sure she felt her eyeball was like, oh, that was a weird thing that happened. But when she played it back in slow motion, there's pictures that Jeff shared. The beak is like lodged in her yeah. bottom yeah. eyelid, like pretty deep. Did it hurt 
Yeah. Okay. Because it looks like it so. really hurt, but then also like the video is in such slow motion that like you don't really even see her reaction. Right. And like it's not like she immediately like grabs her eye and like screams in the video. So it almost it almost just looks like the bird just like got away with it clean. No. But it like, didn't, obviously. I've had like a tiny beetle go in my eye and it was like that hurt yeah (laughs) right and over the next three days miss jade her eye just got super irritated and red and she cited the fact that birds typically have a lot of bacteria on their beaks which i guess that's probably true yeah yeah speaking of that when i was looking at those flying foxes in their tree last night I was like looking straight up and something liquid fell into my eye. Oh, guano. And I don't know if it was just like water from the tree or bat piss or something. But if I'm, I might be patient zero for the next coronavirus or uh, something like that. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. Oh man, Fauci's going to make so much more money. No, dude. <laughs> just a tree full of rabies. Could be. I looked up the, it's like bat lysa virus and like. Oh, There's yeah. another virus you can get from them, but it usually has to be like blood. Probably contact. fox lysa. So I think I'm fine. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> and it has to be their saliva, not their pee. So hopefully it wasn't drooling in my eye. Or maybe you'll turn into a superhero. Maybe I'll get bat powers. Oh, yeah, Batman. Yeah. Just he, get like a hundred billion Batman. dollars. Because he doesn't have bat powers. He's just rich. No. Uh, his yeah. parents. His died. parents got yeah. shot in He's front of him. Super rich. Oh, so you are closer to being Batman than yes. Wes. Yeah. I needed my mom to have died right in front of my eyes, though, for yeah. full effect. I'm not. I don't think got it's going to happen for me. Which is really unfair that my mom wouldn't at do least that do that for me. You. Yeah. You could have slurped her soul down. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, she was specifically worried. She said that she thought her eyeball was going to fall out of her head. It didn't happen that way. She didn't need to be worried about that. I think she was just exaggerating. A week after the swoop, Miss Jade said the irritation swelling around her eye lasted three days, and she was now terrified of any bird as a result of the attack, and that she has now altered her, quote, hot girl walks, and would not be going out without a hat and sunglasses in the future. Get those Viper ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like the yeah. visors, like yeah. the welding glasses. And those almost. are hot. I don't. I thought of Michael Fassbender from The Killer when it, she said hat and sunglasses for some reason. So the reason I thought this story was interesting to share is that for a long time now, I've been hearing about these swooping attacks that happen specifically in Australia is where yeah. I see a lot of these stories happening. And um, so I did a little bit of research, and this is from the BBC, about swooping season, which is typically like mating season, which is spring for magpie specifically. And those are the worst offenders. So magpies are considered the ultimate swoopy boy <laughs> by Australians, according to this BBC, uh, BBC article. Going to need a source to verify that claim. <laughs> that they are the yeah, I saw some preeminent CEO swoopy boys. Boy. I saw some <laughs> boys from the UK that were getting pretty swoopy. swoopy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw those boys too. <laughs> right. Swooping away. They're at their most swoopful during mating season. Yeah, these boys. Those boys were always in mating season. Yeah. It doesn't turn off. So it's the same for magpies. So from August through November, when they're protecting their nests from would be predators, experts say they do not swoop unprovoked, but they also say magpies can interpret pretty innocuous things like walking or it's running provoking. or biking, like people going through their territory in any way. They can see that as a threat. And kind of like crows, this is the interesting thing. They have really good memories and they're really intelligent. So they can kind of like develop almost lifelong relationships with humans for as a friend or as an enemy. They're in the same family. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me since they can remember these people's faces. And even when like the next mating season comes around and they see that same person, they're like, that's the guy last year <laughs> that walked through my <laughs> yeah. body. That's yeah. the guy. <laughs> like that's they're pointing, the guy. With, pointing with their I'm wing. Go peck his that eyeball guy. out. That's the hot girl whose <laughs> eye I tried to take yeah, out. Yeah, go get her other eye. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's trying to like, maybe there's like a bird seed place where like it has the eye identification thing. Oh, and yeah. And it was trying to get her eye <laughs> yeah. to like get in there. That's like smart. A, in like Mission a, Impossible or something. Or no, I was thinking Minority Report. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When kept the eyeball in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thought. 
That they might, are smart. That might be what is happening. <laughs> yeah, so this article, they actually said that the people have seen magpies, experts have seen magpies, like, helping each other unscrew, um, like, yeah, tracking collars and stuff. Yeah. Or call, they whatever, can do, like, bracelets. puzzles that, like, four-year-olds can't do. Yeah. Although, I would say, like, if you were to ask me the smartest family of birds, I would say corvids. Like, this family. So crows, magpies, ravens, jays. Yeah. If you were to ask me, yeah. I'd say penguins. Well. Oh, yeah. Who knows? You do. I would say, I would say the corvids are smarter. <laughs> you, but... you do bird tours yeah. and you're smarter than <laughs> I me. I don't, yeah, it's I'd hard say to say. I'd say ostriches because they are they have big eggs, so their they brains have to be heads, pretty. Though. That's they true. just stick their heads in the sand, too. Like a yeah. tiny, no or a huge person with a tiny head, that's the worst combo. Yeah, Because huge right. people are always dumb. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to pass <laughs> right by that territory. one. So, though almost. Andre the Giant, that guy wasn't smart. I think he was smart. Though almost never fatal, these magpie swoops, they have led to a couple of deaths in the past. So maybe in a like future episode. falling or something. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when Jeff talked about goose, the geese deaths, where they yeah. just like fly into... Someone like right. fell out of a kayak. This right. is another, this is like another great example. You know, outside of one getting your eye, which is a total freak thing. But like this is another great example of just not freaking out. Like realizing fine. this is something that's not going to hurt that bad. Don't panic. You don't need to like run into traffic or anything. Just like slowly or, or quickly get away from wherever its nest is and you'll be fine. Yeah. You could win that fight if you need to. But don't hit it, you know? Don't. It's yeah. just trying to survive. It's just right. doing its thing. There cool. you go. There's, there's a little info on swooping. Thank you. Swoopy boys. Swoopy. Swoopy boys. All right. What was that? There's like a vine back in the day that was like a soupy boy. My little oh yeah! Boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one was pretty recent. January 29th, Lauren O'Neill took her kayak down to the water near Elizabeth Bay in Sydney Harbor, not far from the famous Sydney Opera House. That was like my most awe-inspiring moment. Yeah, here. Jeff really. I loved like had the Opera House and yeah. skyline. It was yeah. Cool. The private pier she used was known for being really quiet, really calm. It's a really upscale neighborhood. She decided to take a quick dip in the water, something she'd probably done a million times. Probably not. Not a million, but a lot of times. Okay. <laughs> when she jumped into the water, almost immediately a bull shark bit into her leg, causing a fairly significant amount of damage. Wow. She yelled for help and grabbed onto the ladder of the pier, and a neighbor, Michael Porter, ran down to see her gripping the ladder, surrounded by her blood in the water. A couple other neighbors showed up. They helped her out of the water, bandaged her wounds. It sounded very neighborly, like she was thanking them, and they were like, oh, no, you know, no worries. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. But January and February are actually peak months for bull sharks in Sydney Harbor. Uh, it's because the water gets quite a bit warmer and the sharks move in. There's good food for them there. A lot of little fish, a lot of, like, human waste and stuff, like people throwing stuff in the water, people throwing bait in the water, lots of different things. But there actually hasn't been an attack in the harbor since 2009 when a man had his arm ripped off by a bull shark. Oh, wow. Um, you consider there are a lot of people that swim in Sydney Harbor and there's a lot of bull sharks actually that move in in the summer and it just really doesn't happen that often. Sure. But if you do swim in a place with bull sharks or other potentially dangerous sharks, you can do a lot to decrease your risk. We've talked about this already quite a bit. Your risks are already minuscule, but if you avoid swimming at dawn or dusk, if you avoid especially murky water, or if you avoid places where like fish bait or sewage or any other potential attractant might have been dumped in the water and swimming in more established areas, all of those things are going to decrease your chances. But again, if you swim in the ocean, there's always a chance. Do you think when an opera is going, bull sharks are more or less likely to be in the harbor? Uh, I think it the really like the ones that like the opera are more likely. Mm. But the ones that don't are much less. But they'll likely. be distracted. Right. Yeah, they're not yeah. biting anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Sharks right. can cry. Mm, I don't know. Actually. Because you're in the water. Yeah. You well, know. you can cry in the I can cry in the water. What? Yeah. Sure. When like the they How hit do you the know? Uh, you don't, but you just know you're crying, right? How? I don't know. You don't know when you're crying, even if there's like not I know when I'm crying if I'm not submerged underwater. I feel like you would know if you're crying underwater. Even though you can't like feel the tears, you'd be like sobbing and like. Huh. Do you think I actually don't know if you can cry? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> blowing my mind during that think... during that one opera. What's the number? The something flute 
where the lady hits the super high note. Do you think I like fish honest, and I don't know opera very well? That's at all. fine. Just imagine an opera singer hitting a super the high loud break, note. glass breaking. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think marine mammals can like detect that kind of um, thing? Probably. I wonder. That's interesting well, I think to that. me. Opera has heaps most of that. In They're there. probably just yeah. like, is that Greg? No, I'm just, yeah, I'm no. going down a line of thought that clearly I'm the only one who thinks it's interesting. Sperm whales can sing so loud that it could like kill a person. I've heard that. Red. Do I sh- your, that's my animal fact. Okay. Should I believe that, Wes? <laughs> I just, I keep thinking about whether or not you can cry underwater. Okay. <laughs> all right. Tooth and Claws sponsored by Element. As you know, all three of us have really loved drinking element i don't think you quite know how extreme wes is about it we are currently in australia wes had me bring him as many elements as i would spare because jesse drank all of his without him knowing it according to him so begrudgingly i brought him a few element packets it's hard to stay hydrated out here let me tell you it's hot it's humid we're needing this element drink mix it's helping a ton you know i'm an athlete so i need it because i sweat a lot and but just everyone needs to be hydrated and this is going to keep you hydrated another great thing i like about it is summer's coming up soon beach season's coming up i gotta get my body back in shape and i need to go on some diets I'm thinking maybe paleo, maybe keto, and element will work for either of those, which makes me super happy because then I can still have something that tastes good, even if everything else sucks. The truth is, everyone needs electrolytes, but if you're an active person or on a low-carb diet, you really need electrolytes to feel and perform your best. And dietary sources, including salting your food, are usually not enough. Element came up with a fantastic offer just for us. Just go to drinklmnt.com slash tooth, tooth with a capital T, to get a free sample pack with any purchase. That's drinklmnt.com slash tooth. Thank you. Well, I'm going to do my three tracks real here. sad and jump in the I'm going to do my... <laughs> Mine. I just got to think about my dog yeah. dying and then I Or just cry. have a shark attack. Yeah. So, okay. unfortunately, I was looking for hours for a coyote in Australia, a coyote bite, and I just couldn't find it. Nope, but they got something similar. So, no coyotes be wildin'. Okay. I'm sorry. So, what's the closest thing to coyotes be wildin' in Australia? Dingo. Good job. So, I prefer McDonald's in America. I think yeah. I had a McBrekkie at McDonald's and the it. cheese was most and the sauce was it's like what cheese. I didn't love. Yeah. But I prefer men and women's asses in Australia so far. Interesting. Yeah. Not yeah. to no shame in American. Yeah. We're shame. eating too many McBrekkies. I mean, in maybe the US, they just though. show them a Our little bit more. Or maybe I just don't live in a beach town, but that's yeah. how I feel. Right. So I was thinking, what should I title this? Okay. And I put Dingo's B. Dropping that ass. Okay. <laughs> All right. They probably call them bums here. Okay. Well, I'm going. Okay. Dingoes be dropping that ass. All right. All right. You got an uphill. I feel like Australians very me. cute. Like the a lot of the Australian English has very cute words. They use, we can like, workshop it. All right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. Like be but, biting that. No, bum. this is yours, Jeff. This yeah, is your story. It. So let's put a pin in that. Though. Okay. Okay. And now let's unpin it. A pin in the bum. And um. So this happened in June 17th. So we're going back a ways here. But at Orchard Beach in the island's northeast end, a 24-year-old was running and three dingoes started chasing her. So what would you do if you... Wait, this is on Kagari? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All of mine are on Kagari Island here. Which is the place to get bit by a dingo. Yeah. And it's happening a lot. Dingoes be dropping that ass. Um... (laughs) Hate Still not title. sure what that means, but <laughs> yeah. Well, we unpinned it. Okay, we're not making any hats. So with that slogan. If you're, if you're running on the beach and three dingoes start chasing you, what are you gonna do? What I read was that you should, if you're with someone else, you get back to back, put your hands She's up alone. in the air. I can't remember. She ran in the water, and it seemed to work for this huh. case. But I yeah. know that ten-year-old yeah. boy. That's not always kinda, good. 
But I think she could get deep enough where it's kind of like... If you can swim out fast enough, but they actually use... They think they use that as a strategy to really? kill kangaroos. Well, what happened at the same time, luckily for her, was some people in what they called was a ute, like four-wheeling, saw what was going on and like drove the ute down there and threw her in it and took her to the hospital. June 23rd, this was just a video I watched. Okay. There's no real story, but there is a French lady sunbathing, mm-hmm. and it was a pretty good-looking ass, <laughs> okay. and the dingo just went up and directly bit it. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. you need to take a cold shower or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I've seen that teeth. video, just so you know. But okay, yes. but we'll it make, is what happened. We'll make it through. Yes, that is what like, happened. Like, Guy or girl, if you're watching that video, like I'm not commenting on your no. attention's gonna go to her to the dingo butt, biting her. her bum. I'm not okay. Sure. No. <laughs> Jeff's not editorializing. He's stating the facts. Yeah. And then you're just like looking at this bum and then a dingo comes up and bites it. Yeah. Right. And it's kinda it's crazy. That's why it went viral. Yeah. It's not the worst attack. It's just <laughs> yeah. just a bum bite. All right. Okay. But believe it or not, they're <laughs> not just biting women's um, bums okay they are mainly attacking children they do love biting children from december 10th it said seven dingo related incidents um had happened and six of them were children one of them was a 10 year old bitten at a campsite on the western end of fraser island um gari i thought you were gonna say bitten on the western end of his body yeah and they, this one was bad. They had to, like, rush him to a hospital. And then a seven-year-old girl was bitten on January 4th. So this one, they saw a dingo as they were driving on the road. And the mother, like, got out of the car to take a picture of it or film it. Yeah. So then, like, the mother didn't realize it, but her daughter got out of the car as well. Oh, no. And as soon as the daughter got out of the car, the dingo just, like... Made a beeline for her. Beelined at her. Yeah. And she started to panic and ran away. The mom which, did? No, the kid. Oh, the kid. <laughs> so That's instead of, like, either. going back in the car, she ran away. Yeah. And then that was just, like, worst case scenario. So then yeah. the dingo attacked her. It's like her. that little girl at the beginning of Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The compies. <laughs> Um, exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one with like hardly any information because it happened in, but like I wanted one in February and it said that boy in hospital after fourth dingo bite on Queensland's Kagari in as many weeks. Wow. So there's been like a bite for the, like, so this was February 3rd that the article came out. So I think he got bit on February 2nd. It didn't specifically say that, but it made it seem like it just happened. Right. So from the start of February, someone had gotten bitten every week for the last four weeks. Wow. And I couldn't see anything more recent than that. So that's my February 7th right now. Yeah. So I don't know. So like the most recent one I could find was February 2nd. Okay. But like the four weeks weeks prior to that. okay. Okay. Gotcha. Someone had gotten bit. Got it. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, that yep. makes sense. Okay. Four-week streak. Took a minute, but I got it. All right. Well, you know, that'll probably be the start and end of my category. Well, that's all right. I, think <laughs> I we did need make to... myself laugh when I wrote it. Yeah. I think we need to find... <laughs> that's what's most important. <laughs> Any Aussie listeners out there, give us the equivalent of Wylan. Yeah, maybe what we can... What would you say for Wylan? Have the listeners help workshop this yeah. one. They've Unless they a, like it. Like, it seems to me like Wiling would be something they have, like, 20 words for here. Yeah. Right. You know? I just yeah. don't want Wiling for any animal but coyote. Yeah, I think so it, we need the Australian yeah. equivalent. Okay, I got one more shark one. <laughs> uh, in early December, Matteo Mariotti. Guess where he's from? What country? Spain. Matteo Mariotti? Mariotti. Italy. Italy. Matteo Mariotti (laughs) is a 20-year-old who's studying marine biology. He had been backpacking. I sounded like Eli Roth in in Glorious Bastards. (laughs) Uh, He'd been backpacking through Australia for the past year. So I think he, you know, like most, there's a lot of countries out there, European countries, a lot of other ones where like kids just kind of take a year or whatever, a gap year, and they just go travel. I don't want to like interrupt you or derail you, but... Well, I do. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah, it's obviously uh, your job on this podcast. But last night, I like went out on my own in the town here, yeah. 
Uh, where are we? Carnes? Cairns. Carnes. Cairns or cans <laughs> is how they say it. Uh, but Car- like I ended up at this like bar by a hostel. Mm-hmm. And like somehow like I got dragged into like a speed dating thing. Okay. Really? Where like, yeah, it's like what I talked heck? to a girl for like a minute and a half and then we moved down the line. Yeah. Huh. And so many of them were like, yeah, I've been here for like a year. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've been here for like two days. Right. <laughs> Australia is, like, and especially this part of Australia. I and think, they're all from the UK. Is like a real big location for people to like figure out what they want to do. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to go hang out in Australia for a year. Um, anyway, which is, I think, how the it started, right? The British just sent people here to like they sent learn prisoners here. Yeah. <laughs> it was a penal yeah. colony. All right. Anyway, so Matteo Mariotti, he's visiting Australia for a long time. He actually had just gotten word that his grandpa had died. So he decided to go snorkeling at 1770 Beach, which is a popular beach a few hours north of Brisbane, just a little bit north of Kagari. Almost immediately after... You mean Fraser's Island. No, I mean Kagari. <laughs> we, use, we use the indigenous names on this here podcast. Uh, almost immediately after entering the water, Matteo felt a strong pain and pressure in his foot and realized that he was being attacked by a shark. The shark bit him three times before he was able to get his foot freed. Uh, I think he, he said that he like pried his foot out of its mouth. Uh, and then he paddled back to shore, like swam back to shore. On the way there, he actually turns on his GoPro to say goodbye to his friends and family. No way. I watched the video a couple times. It's like real frantic swimming. The GoPro's all over the place. But you see blood all over the water. There's a point where he gets almost out of the water and you see his shredded wetsuit and what looks like his shredded leg. We'll give him a pass for the video being shaky. Yeah. Mm. When he gets to shore, his friend, who's a dive instructor, pulls him from the water. They call for help. He gets rushed to the hospital where doctors ended up needing to amputate part of his leg. A GoFundMe was set up to pay for his high medical costs because he didn't have Australian insurance. But apparently, I had to like Google Translate the whole GoFundMe, and it was really long, so I had to do it in segments. There's some controversy around this GoFundMe. Hmm. Like maybe his friends were like trying to take the money. Oh. Maybe things aren't what they seem. Not totally sure. I'm just just putting that out there that there might be a little controversy around this whole thing. But we're sure the shark got his leg. I'm not gonna like, like. I don't know. Wow. I, but I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I saw a well, video he was of a, it. Yeah, yeah, he videoed himself with like blood and right. In the water. I don't, I didn't totally understand what the controversy is because they just kept referencing like a con and posts on social media. Seems like he should be able to like go on his social media and be like, it's not a con. I think more though, it was like his friends set up the GoFundMe and I think more people were like accusing them of shaving something off the top. Mm. I think that's what it was, but I couldn't really tease it out. Anyway, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not saying this didn't happen. So a quick thing that I found when I was researching these shark attacks I got sharks on the brain. I want to do mostly sharks. There was like a crocodile one recently. A kid got attacked in the Northern Territories, but uh, there wasn't much details about that. How do you end up? Critical condition. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find an update on him. He's in trouble. Yeah. Um, Those aren't ones you want to get attacked by. That's not by. a good animal to get attacked by. No. Nope. He's lucky that he got rescued. Sometimes you're just gone. Sometimes they can kill you. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> I believe, yeah. Uh, of large <laughs> animals, they, they kill the most. All right. So Australia is currently the world leader when it comes to fatal shark bites. 2023 was a particularly bad year for fatal bites with 10 people dying worldwide. When you think about that, that's pretty crazy that 10 people a year is a particularly bad year. Mm. Like the average, I think, is five. And we tend, I think people that are truly afraid of sharks think that this happens every single day. It really hardly ever happens that people die from a shark bite. And when you do dive into this data of the people that did die, almost all of these attacks were exploratory. Four of them were from Australia last year. Most of them, they think, were just exploratory bites. There were a few from last year that were fatal bites outside of there that, that weren't, like the Egypt one. That was not an exploratory bite. That was a shark preying on a person. Yeah. But currently, Australia is the world leader when it comes to fatal shark attacks they had four out of the 10 last year i think the u.s had two and the other four were like egypt uh, i think papua new guinea or something and bahamas and one other i can't remember is there like any possibility that like some of the less privileged countries don't report don't like have yeah 
Okay. There's always that possibility. Typically, these things get reported, though. Like a shark fatality, normally someone finds out. It usually ends it. up, yeah. I mean, I think there's always, like, the chance, too, that there's these people that just go missing. Mm. You know, like, there's some, a swimmer that just disappears, and, like, yeah, the knee-jerk is to say drowning, but there's always the chance that it was a shark. But really, even if you added those, this doesn't happen that often. I mean... This is kind of on par with the number of people that die from bear attacks every year, which is hardly any. Yeah. It's just really not a lot of people. I was actually surprised to read that. I thought it was more. 10 being a really bad year, considering how many people go in the ocean every year and how many sharks are in the ocean. I mean, and then also considering the harm that we do to them, which is just multitudes and multitudes and multitudes higher. You know, they really don't want much to do with us. I, I remembered we were trying to figure out a story... I wanted to do one like non-Australian one, and we were trying to figure out what it yeah. even was, yeah. and we decided to go full Australian. Yeah, but I just thought of it, and I think I can put it into this context that okay. we're talking about. But it's that kid at the Atlantis Hotel who was like, oh yeah, you got snorkeling with sharks. Yeah. in like a hotel setting. Yeah, do those like count towards the statistics? Yeah. Like a, but that wouldn't be considered statistics? an unprovoked statistics. I don't think that'd be considered an unprovoked shark attack. I think if you're like feeding sharks in a tank and one attacks you, yeah, I'm pretty sure they would count that as provoked. Or like spear fishermen that are like spearing a fish and a shark rushes them, I think they tend to count those as provoked. Too. What about the guy who like caught one fishing and then it cut his pink or it bit his pinky off? Provoked, okay. definitely. <laughs> yeah, if you put your hand in its mouth Man. and it bites you. Uh, How do you drink like wine without yeah, you a pinky? Can't put your pinky out anymore, yeah. or, or tea? Tea, no crumpets. Pink. You can't. Uh, <laughs> you eat your crumpets with your pinky out too? I'm just saying crumpets go great with tea. That's right, and <laughs> you can't have tea. So how would you, you eat have your large, your giant skittles anymore? Exactly. Dude, we should make a wine glass where like the there's a pinky finger sticking out. Oh. For people that don't have a pink, people that anyway. got it bit off, yeah. Are you supposed to do that with wine glasses? I don't feel like I've ever seen that with the wine. I feel like that's a tea no, thing. No, no. Yeah, I don't drink either of those things. So I mean, you tell us you're the famous guy. Yeah. I'm not. You're the fancy guy. <laughs> I'm not fancy. Either. You want to eat that outback? No, I just don't want to ever eat there again. I've eaten there enough. <laughs> All right. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why, for the last, what, one year now, I've been drinking AG1 every day. No exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel like I'm making a healthy decision to start out my day, which has not been typical for me until the last year of my life, and I'm very grateful for that because I needed to be more healthy. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I was talking with a beefy friend of mine about how do we know AG1 is good for us and is helping us out. First of all, I can feel it. It helps me, and if I don't take it, I notice it. I feel a little bit worse. Also, I trust it because AG1 has been through a rigorous testing process so that I know it's safe and the ingredients are sourced for being easy to absor- absorb potency and nutrient density. There's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health. It's AG1. And that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So, if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash tooth, and tooth is all caps. That's drinkag1.com slash tooth. Check it out. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. 
Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. We've done the math. Factors less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash tooth50 and use code tooth50 to get 50% off. That's code tooth50 at factormeals.com slash tooth50 to get 50% off. Okay, that's it for our stories. So for categories today, we're just doing listener questions. Yeah. We're going to do a few subscriber questions because we like them the most, our <laughs> subscribers. And then I love we're going to do all, except for the worms. We love them all, but I love our subscribers. This the them, most. I just want to say okay. I love y'all. Except <laughs> for the worms. All right. <laughs> so this one's from Greg. Greg says Stone Age humans seem to be an all consuming super predator, eating mammoths and rhinos and tragically driving extinctions, which is true. They think that some of the megafauna that died in the Stone Age was a direct result of people hunting them to death. Given that, how would a fit human with like a knife or a spear do in the cage match category? If poorly, what's the disconnect there? So let's say a spear. Spear's better than yeah. knife. But yeah, he's saying a fit ultimate. human, like a modern human. I'm just going to say like. Like a beefy boy. You grab a beefy boy from the gym. <laughs> yeah. And you just pick him at random. Give he's him benching a, what? He's benching more than 200. Oh, for sure. man. Yeah. <laughs> you throw him in the cage. You give him a spear. I don't think he's doing that great. Just really? a random guy. I think a Stone Age man who like has to fight for his survival every single day is doing really well. Like mm. most bears, or I feel like Grizzly's killing him. Black bear kills him. I think black bear's killing him. Polar bear's killing him. Sun bear might kill. We haven't done a sun bear. Okay. Oh, like we're just doing ones we've done. Yeah. What uh, about Kaladin Storm Blessed, who has magical mystical powers he's doing with great. the spear? He's killing a okay. lot of stuff. He better yeah, yeah. kill the chimpanzee. Because I if he think doesn't, so. I think the chimpanzee learns how to use the spear. And then That's it's true. over for all of us. And then it's us. Planet of the Apes. I'm yeah. probably giving him the edge on the wolf. I'm giving him the edge on the monitor lizard, the wolverine. Dingo? Me. Dingo, coyote, birds. Can I just put it out? Birds. In like the, the you think you could hit a bird with a spear? <laughs> That'd be hard. A spider with the spear? I could not do that. <laughs> just squash it. I just want to give people a little peek behind the curtains. Mm-hmm. That me and Wes got in like a heated debate about a chimpanzee, chimpanzee versus a man. Jeff, in a cage after match. after literally doing this podcast for three years, <laughs> Jeff still thinks he could just beat a chimpanzee in like hand to hand combat. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Jeff? I think it was like our fourth story. It ripped a dude's face but off. But there was <laughs> other elements going on. The birthday cake. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> There's two birthday cakes. I don't I think mean, I could beat two. Yeah. And right. he had to like protect his wife, so he wasn't like full. It would be over in less than thirty seconds. Yeah. I would bet my house on it. Like if they're both enraged, I'd take that. Like bet, you Jeff. have an enraged chimpanzee and you have an enraged Jeff. Yeah. And you put them in a cage <laughs> match together with no <laughs> weapons. I would. I would bet everything I own on the chimpanzee. And I would, I would like feel the most confident I've ever felt. Well, what odds right. do I get? Because I think the chimpanzee beats me, but I think I got a chance. No, you didn't say best, that last night. This is yeah, your, you. No, our argument, our argument was how much muscle. That was later. And that was because no, I was telling si- no. Our oldest brother was arguing he thinks he could but beat But you agreed with him. You no. said you said you could just throw your weight on him. And then I said. I was saying it's possible. No, you were saying that you think he could do it. And no. that you thought you could I do it. I never said that. I don't even think okay. it's possible. It's not I take possible. this bet though. This is your best chance to get a house, Jeff. <laughs> what? What? Are, yeah, I. You need <laughs> I'll give Jesse you whatever in odds on you that. Want. No, but my our biggest argument was just if I have more muscle weight than a chimpanzee that weighs eighty pounds total. Yeah, and to be honest, like I don't know that one. Yeah, but what I do know because I was already backed into a corner that like pretty much the entire car was saying, "Yeah, I think a, yeah. I think a human man." And to me, I was thinking of like that survey that came out where people were like, I could beat a grizzly bear in a fight. Right. And it like reminded me that. And I'm like, how is Jeff not just saying, no, absolutely not. There's (laughs) absolutely no way that you could beat a chimpanzee in a fight. Mm. It's just not happening. Right. Yeah. For the listeners too, I have opinions. Wes's opinions on animals are better than mine. (laughs) 
and like we don't always agree, but like Wes knows more about animals than me. Like yeah. I concede that. For me, this wasn't an opinion. This was like something that I like know deep down in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's well, just that's different. just a peek behind yeah. the curtain. Anyway, I don't think this guy could be the chimpanzee with the spear, even just a random guy. I think yeah. the chimpanzee is going to be much more agile. I, I think a spear also is a weapon you need to kind of learn how to use. So I think a big target like a wolf that doesn't have any other weapon besides its mouth, mm. I think he beats. I think okay. I'd want like the knife for a faster animal and a spear for a slower animal. I think, I think with a knife, you got a good chance of beating a chimpanzee, like mm. a good knife, unless it rips it away from you and then you're just toast. Yeah. But I don't know. I think an average beefy guy, like fit, <laughs> you know? Yeah with the spear is only beating our like mid-range animals that don't have a lot of weapons mm. is how i would say it okay yeah okay next question that one took a while my bad no it's all right uh hi but it'll I'll... be fun to listen it to will that. be oh, yeah man. <laughs> people love an argument uh hi i was wondering what you think would happen if the predator landed in oh this is from indecorous art i'm wondering what you think would happen if the predator landed in middle earth also, where and when would you want him to land? For both humor and badass factors, who would you like to see him go toe-to-toe with? Well, Bilbo's already kind of the predator. He can go invisible like That's the predator. You yeah. already kind of know what happens. Yeah. Would it ignore the hobbits? Would it go after the big bad? I don't think it would ignore the hobbits so much as just like immediately kill them and not even think about it. Yeah. Just like collect their skulls. Right. Hobbits are tricky. They are <laughs> they're hard to kill. Yeah, they are. There's yeah. Name one hobbit that died in those movies. That's a good point. They don't kill hobbits, do they? Uh-uh. Smeagol yeah. killed Deagle, and Deagle. I think that's true. Deagle died. Yeah. I think he would wreck orcs. Orcs yeah. would get yeah. wrecked. I for think, sure. I think he's like gonna go hunt Shelob. Here's the real or question: something like a witch big, king. Yeah, the witch king. Do elf eyes see predator? Oh, that's a, that is a good question. I think they do. I think they probably do too. Yeah. The elves kill Predator pretty quick. Like this, what yeah. do your elf eyes see? Do you see Predator with your elf eyes? <laughs> He's like, I do see. <laughs> I see a large alien approaching. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I Okay. That's it for mine. Mike, do you have some more? Uh, yeah, I do have one. This is from Emily K. What are your favorite folklore slash legend slash whatever creatures? Mine is Mothman because he can predict the future somehow and fly. LOL. Is that what the Mothman can do? The Mothman has all sorts of weird powers, I feel like. I feel like people really give the Mothman a lot of stuff. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, like, pretty much Emily's asking what our favorite, like, crypto, cryptid. cryptid. Yeah. So, I'm, mine's always been Nessie, to it's be like, honest. That's a fun one. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Nessie. Loch Ness? Ness. But if she's counting Mothman, you can count. Yeah, any cryptid. Godzilla, right? Sure. Well, he's more of a kaiju than a cryptid. Isn't that who yeah, he fights? a little different. No, that's Mothra. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a funny, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Nessie just because Nessie seems like a dinosaur, and for me, having like a living dinosaur always seemed really fun. Sure, but well, how about you guys? What's I'll go with cryptid? Godzilla because he seems like a dinosaur. Fine, okay. We'll let you do Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Bilbo. All right, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> he can be invisible. There's that's your answer, a... Emily. One kind of answer and two non-answers. All right. All right, that's it for our subscriber questions. I got a few from Instagram. Just, you know, stay tuned on Instagram, and every once in a while when I feel like it, I'll ask for questions. Will <laughs> yeah. ask for questions. Will, yeah. yeah. The Instagram doesn't belong to Jeff. No. no. Well, I mean, he's I'm on kind there of the a, most. I personally am okay just handing it to yeah. Jeff. It's me and Wes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mostly Jeff, though. <laughs> Jeff's on there more than I am. Yeah. Um, But Wes does chime in and i try yeah. i i love your bear quizzes yeah you know i'm i'm like 80 percent. i think all right why are you laughing so hard? i do love them all right walkabout mini golf ass favorite walkabout course oh oh wow this is hard yeah. i will say i, I think, think they're a programmer for them or something yeah like and we might do something with them soon. Oh, we should. It's our we it's should like, mini golf with them. It's yeah. honestly like changed the way that we do business. Changed our lives. Tooth and claw. It has. Um, yeah. We have business meetings in the metaverse playing. Which is your favorite Walkabout. ball? Is a better question. Ooh, I the think. sun ball, skull balls. It's uh, lava. It's lava. not lava. It's <laughs> yeah, a it's sun lava ball. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis. My favorite course is Atlantis. Yeah. Mike the beat underwater me course. with. I was using us. We both had the same ball, so we decided whoever loses 
can never use it again, <laughs> so I can't use the skull ball. It's such a cool ball, too. <laughs> Wes and I played Atlantis together the first time we played it, and Wes figured out you could warp to the sea turtle's back and glide through the level. Yeah, it's before and, we knew how to fly. Yeah, and we were, we did it, and we were just for like a half hour transfixed. We almost didn't even speak to each other. I like we were just, almost got emotional. It was a, I was like, <laughs> I yeah, really I think cool. I was a little out of my mind. But sure. like cruising around on the back of that sea turtle was just like magical. I'm riding a sea turtle right now. Yeah, yeah, Atlantis. I think I I'm like gonna go the, candy, the sweets. I like the candy what's land. it called? The Sweetopia. With like the floating lanterns. Uh, Shangri La. Shangri La. That's, That's a good one favorite. too. Yeah. And my favorite ball is the snake. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um her name is Mauve. Hi Mauve. Do we know this person? We were friends. We know Mauve. Oh, yeah. we were. <laughs> I shouldn't say were. were. Yeah. We are friends. In another we life. were friends. And took a seven year break and now we're friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's All right. more to that story. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Mov asks, who is the best Simpsons character and who is the most underrated? The best for me is Homer. Homer's the best, yeah. I think we would all agree. Underrated for Mike me. Mike has a soft... Or you'll do underrated. Yeah, sure. never mind. Yeah. Underrated, I think, is either Mr. Burns or Milhouse mm. are the two that, like, there's just moments... Where I'm like, that's the funniest joke the Simpsons has ever made. Yeah. And often it comes from one of the two of them. Sure. Yeah. If we're all being honest, Homer's the best. But the show can't work without Marge. Yeah. Marge is so She's a linchpin. Yeah. And has some of the, like, really understated best moments of the series, both, like, funny and... Like heartfelt. Yeah. yeah. I love Marge. Yeah. She got that um, Linda. concierge vibe. Yeah. Right. She's yeah. kind of like Linda. <laughs> Marge uh, is kind of hot sometimes. Yeah. When, I like when Marge puts her hair down. Oh, yeah. Like young Marge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Underrated is probably Grandpa Simpson. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's yeah. ever in it where I, it's not funny to me. Huh. Where onion on your belt, that whole monologue was like yeah. one of my favorites. He might, I like, I'm glad you like him. He's a hard character for me. Oh, really? Yeah. He's kind of gross. Yeah. He's gross? I don't he's think, a little gross. He's me. just like oh. abrasive. Sometimes when he's on too much, I'm like, Cam, I've had enough of Grandpa. Oh, see, for me, well, I don't know. Maybe if I rewatched it, I'd like Ned more, but I never liked Ned. I've never been a huge Ned fan either. But maybe. But he's pretty funny. He, he helps. It's like me and Mike, you know? Mm. I just, like, annoy Mike all the time, and yeah. that just gets, like, the best reactions out of Mike. Mm. Also annoys Homer all the time, and that gives Homer the best yeah. reactions. Right. Rod and Todd are, like, ancillaries of Ned, and I think they're, like, <laughs> they're top, really top tier Simpsons characters, <laughs> for sure. All right. Great question. LJ Belly 40 what object in your life brings you the most comfort? If it's, if sex I can doll? pick an animate, I don't have a sex doll. <laughs> if it's an animate object, I would definitely pick Bryce, my dog. Um, Wait a minute. I'm not going to pick a person, but if I could pick a, like an animate. Pick a fake person. For sure be. Like a sex doll. Well, if it's a real person, it would be Jesse. <laughs> but I'm not picking a sex doll. It's Bryce, but then if it's an inanimate object, it's honestly probably my TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah. that's just kind of how if i relax honest. yeah I, if i'm being honest that's what i say but like more for the spirit of the question i'd say the green rock i inherited from my grandpa yeah i really like that thing. comfort that gives you comfort just holding it yeah huh. if i would say like the spirit of the question i'd say my fly rod okay yeah like fly fishing yeah uh my pillow I've had the same pillow for like 10 years now and no other pillows come close. You've never, and you've never it. washed it once. Really? Never a single time. Well, I put the new, what is it? Miracle brand. Put those oh, nice. pillowcases on it. Pillowcase on it. Just made it my pillow even better. Wonderful. All right. Last one. Shalini Nina. Do you work out when you're traveling? If so, what do you do? I literally like 10 seconds before you read that question, I looked at my reflection in the mirror <laughs> and I thought, I look terrible. Yeah, I've been and looking real fat. It, I just like am not happy with the amount of working out I've been doing recently. So no, but I want to start working out a lot more. I have a really big belly right now mm -hmm. for like my life in just if you took ratios of it. Yeah. 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 But Beefy. I was intentional. Because yeah. if I happen to see a koala or, and it happens to want to take a nap on me, yeah, 
I you want that gut really comfortable for it, <laughs> yeah. you know? I get it. Yeah. Um, I but, used to do like push ups and squats and yeah. sit ups when I would travel. We had a little thing going for a while and then you had wrist surgery. Yeah, I need to get back into it. I've had a weird month. I, I I'm really good at packing workout clothes when I travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Halfway there. Yeah. Uh, I like hotel weight rooms. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah. I there's kind of like hotels in general have a very liminal energy, which I super appreciate about them. And the same thing applies to their weight rooms where yeah. it's like, I'm never going to be in this weird little room ever again. Yeah. And I'm just kind of moving some weights around. Yeah. It's nice. Full disclosure, like uh, about a week and a half ago, I had a real scary health thing come up where I thought I was told by several doctors, like there's a good chance I have cancer and it probably isn't. But, like, it did make me think, I need to take better care of my body, like, in general, mm-hmm. you know? And, and like, at this point, I think they're pretty confident it's not. But it was, like, a big wake-up call for me where it was like, oh, sure. well, this, these things don't last forever. See, we got to take care of them. When I had my little scare after the colonoscopy, yeah, I was kind of like, I'm going to die soon. I should just live it up. Yeah. yeah. McBreckies all over the place. Yeah. Let's get that McBreckie. Yeah. <laughs> you only take live a once. bite, throw it away. I exactly. think I think had it been like a positive <laughs> diagnosis, like they told me I have it, then I might have been in the same boat. No, but having kidding. the scare and then like probably being on the other end of it probably made me realize like, oh, you know, you yeah. only got so much time here. I gotta make sure to make the best of it. Yeah. And, and part here of that's we all are. keeping taking care of my body. All right. Well, that's it. I think we're good. Yeah. Listeners, pretty good. Oh, we talked to Sophie in Sydney, and Sophie said that she recently became a patron. Oh, oh, thanks, Sophie. But she didn't realize that it was an app. Yeah. So I just want to make it clear (laughs) that like (laughs) Patreon is an app. Yeah. That's really easy if you want to get it to just download the app, and then we have what. How many 700 episodes Se- on there? Definitely not Thou- that. Yeah, 700,000. <laughs> but there's probably, there's over... You ha- you did Treadwell on there. No, I haven't done <laughs> Treadwell on there. There's over 100 hours on there, right? Um, Yeah, we're probably closing Close in on like that. 80, 90 hours okay. of How many exclusive minutes? content. Probably 80 like times 60, 6 times 8, 50, what, 5,600? That <laughs> That's a lot of 4,800. Yeah, yeah, I'm terrible at math, sorry. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's great. It's really fun. If you would prefer to access it on desktop, you can. But like Jeff was saying, there is an app, and it's kind of just like any other. Once you download it, you can use it just like you use any podcast app. And you can, I I heard you can link it to Spotify, Spotify. both and Spotify then get and your Apple. Spotify wrapped. Oh yeah, with us and tag us in it next time. Yeah. Sure. We'll see who. That was really fun. Yeah. Some of you listen to like eight times More the amount did. of content yeah. available to you. So yeah. that was crazy. But I, we love you. I never could have imagined that there was Unless someone there out works. there that listened to these episodes more than me. Well, dude, and I, I hate saying, our episodes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine like when we started this, like, what was it? Three years ago. Imagine we're going to Australia and like some random listeners like hey can i like meet you guys yeah yeah like no. that's insane that's i wild. never would have expected it so. it's super fun yeah yeah thanks thanks we listeners. did it should we been be done good, let's be been done. a good ride yeah let's be done with the podcast yeah like, just end it yeah that was yeah. good we did okay. good no i think honestly my next move is to go solo that sounds great to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right all right thanks everyone we love you and we'll talk to you later See ya. What do they, how do they say goodbye in Australian? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night.